I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. What does every grocery store aisle now have in common? Products that come in paper packaging. And we don't just mean the obvious ones like cereal boxes and juice cartons. From beauty products to boxed water, there are more opportunities to go paper-tarian than ever before. So why should you? Because paper comes from a renewable resource and can be recycled up to seven times. Simply put, it's the smart choice for the environment. And it turns out, the easiest choice for you. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. This is The Drive with Dale Lally and Matt Williamson. On your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR. Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome back. I am Dale Lolly here with Matt Williamson. This is The Drive on Steelers Nation Radio. We're happy to be back uh, from training camp. That was a long camp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The beginning that acclimation process, kind of look back at it and be like, is this really as necessary as we really think? And I'm sure there's some sports science behind it, but it was a great camp. I enjoyed it quite a bit, um, but I was ready to be done, and I'm sure the players were much more ready to be home than me. Yeah. Um, speaking about that, we were talking off the air about the Steelers quarterback situation, which, of course, everybody's super concerned about. Of course. So, Mitch Trubisky in two preseason games. 9 of 15 for 123 yards and a touchdown. Okay. That's a 108.5 passer rating. Pretty darn good. You would take that all day long. Mason Rudolph, 26 of 36 for 220 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions. That's a 106.3 passer rating. Take that all day long. All day long. Kenny Pickett is 19 of 22 for 171 yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions, a 138.6 passer rating. Overall, the team has a 120.5 passer rating in two preseason games they're not making many mistakes i don't know how passer ratings formulated exactly but that's the thing that nobody seems to talk about about these three quarterbacks is consistently going to the right guy not making many mistakes looking comfortable and matt canada has something to do with that i mean yeah we've had three quarterbacks over two games consistently all do those things Part of that is putting them in the right situation, but a lot of it is because all three of these guys can play at this level. Yeah, I think that's uh, that's the, the long and short of it. I, mm-hmm. I don't see where the Steelers have a quarterback problem anymore. No, I don't either. In fact, their quarterback problem is deciding who, how, to, how to sort it all out. How to sort it all out. Right, that's right. a great problem. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I mean, again, you have three guys that can play. Um, I dug up a stat, too, from Warren Sharp that I thought was interesting because I've harped a lot on – Average time to throw. I mean, Ben was at the shortest at the shortest of anyone in the league yeah, last year. 2.35 seconds, I believe it was. Yeah. And I think Pickett, that was my big worry about him, was he was yeah. very slow coming into the league. And he got away with it at Pitt. But even at practice, you remember, I mean, Tom would yell, get it out, get it out. You know, and there was a lot of ones we were like, ah, that would have been a sack. But he, at Pickett, has been 
There are, I guess, 72 quarterbacks have played in the preseason through two games, which, again, it's preseason. Let's not get too crazy. Pickett has been the second quickest in time time to throw at 2.3, where Trubisky is second longest at 3.1. And that adds up to me totally. I, I don't think one's better than the other. A lot of Trubisky's plays have been old-school Ben, shrug a guy off, yeah. run around, throw your back to the defense. He also hasn't run and, any two-minute offense at all. And he hasn't been in the two-minute run up at all. Right? Yeah, Pickett has run two two-minute drills now in two games, which will get the ball quicker. Right. And I think— One read, get it out. This is just the the uh, reading the tea leaves here for me mm-hmm. because I think what you just talked about with Tomlin yelling at him to get rid of the ball, get rid of the ball, get rid of the ball, yeah, and Tomlin giving him the opportunity to run two two minute drills in the preseason, not a coincidence, not a coincidence at all, <laughs> right? Like, okay, this is this what, is part of the plan, yeah. folks. They're this worried is, about his you know yeah. getting it out quick too. That was a negative coming out of pit, you know. So work on it. You know he's going to put the time in. Because he has been sacked twice in two preseason games. Like okay. they've, they've only been sacked four times. As bad as things were right. in that game Saturday, Saturday, they were only sacked once. That's why I give Trubisky all the credit in the world. I mean, he, he almost forgot what it was like to have a big, strong, athletic quarterback. Mobile, yeah. You're right, that can Even the plays. ones, he missed the throw deep to Deontay Johnson, or they didn't connect on it. You said he stumbled. and you know, Deontay still. Johnson stumbled. I'm watching it from the press box. When he let it fly, I'm like, oh, Deontay, that's a touchdown. Touchdown, yeah. And Deontay, Deontay tripped about four steps before he got to the ball, mm-hmm. where that's a touchdown. Trubisky also could have run that thing for about 15 mm. yards if he wanted to. Yeah. And my hunch, because he he escaped the pressure, got outside the pocket, and, and he saw free. he saw Deontay breaking free deep, and he decided to throw it. Otherwise, he runs for the first down. Yeah, and one slight criticism I had after the Seattle game was maybe been a little quick to run. Well, I bet Canada and Tomlin said, "Hey, get out of there, hang out, the, hang in the pocket <laughs> just a smidge longer, and and these trust your receivers to break open. You're going to be throwing to." George and Chase and yeah. Pat. And well, let's remember, Deontay too, that, and, that game against Seattle, he didn't have all those guys. Exactly. Yeah. That, that's kind of my point. And, man, I thought those guys, his top receivers, really looked good. Maybe they didn't end up with tremendous fantasy yeah. stats and all that. And they only ran 22 plays in the first half. But Fryermuth down the middle. Claypool is a vertical guy out of the slot. Johnson is a route runner. Pickens didn't show up much in this game, but I don't care one bit. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. One driving bit. the odds back down on it. He's like number one now. He's number one now, by the way. I was bragging on my podcast. I'm like, anyone listens to the drive, but hopefully got a good bet in it, plus 3,500. Doesn't mean he's going to win it, but you can't get those it's, odds it was, anymore. Yeah, it was a great. It was great odds for that one. You oh, know. that's stealing. You got to put a couple bucks on that. Uh, yeah, I, I don't think he 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 did nothing to. Uh, or he'll be just fine. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, and even I, when I talked to Trubisky after the game, um, you know, he talked about, you know, a they weren't out there a lot, but b he's trying to get everybody involved early. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah know, which yeah. is what quarterbacks do. I mean, sure. you want to want to make sure that everybody gets a touch here and there to, to keep them in the game plan, and mm-hmm. you know, make sure that they're, you know, staying sharp on everything. Um, I thought the pass to Claypool was a huge one. Like yeah, if they put yeah. that on tape, okay. Here's here's this big guy out of the slot. Get downfield. Get him for a 26 yard gain like right. that on third down. Um, that's how you draw it up. Yeah, I mean, and that's then something even you know when, when Pickett, Pickett came in and they ran Fryermuth back to back plays down mm-hmm. the seam. Exactly. Uh, big guy that can run over the middle hit, because and hit and stride. Yeah, that's the game. Saturday's game's one that that the Bengals are going to watch. I would imagine. Do you know? I mean, to ask you this: Do you still think Game Three is going to be not any starters? 
I think the, a lot I, of teams uh, are handling the it offensive different. line is going to play. Oh, the O line better play. <laughs> yeah. But I don't think you're going to see. I mean, Najee or Dion. No, or no, Watt none of the, those or, guys. Okay. Because um, some teams are treating that as a dress rehearsal, which they are. Like the yeah. Lions, I guess, came out and said that because they played nobody in Week Two. But right. Against the Steelers, they're going to play their top dog, which is good for Pittsburgh. Yeah, that's that's fine for them. Yeah. Uh, I would be surprised if offensively they don't play at least a few. You know, like, it wouldn't surprise me if Trubisky starts. I all mm-hmm. along I've been saying, well, they probably let Pickens start the last yeah, game. Yeah, yeah. But Pickens just thrown twenty two passes in the preseason. You've seen a lot. We've seen a lot. Trubisky's only thrown 15. I'd like to see more. It's just kind of funny. Yeah. yeah. So I don't believe Coach Tomlin on this one, but I guess in his press conference he said the plan from the, from going into this game was Rudolph was going to get the whole second half. I think that Pickett just played really well, and they said, ah, that's right. good. We're let, him, let him end on a high note. That's right, all, right, That's right. what we needed to see. Yeah, I think yeah. it's just all positive with that guy. Let's shut him down. I think we're good. Yeah. Uh, it's just a hunch. Yeah, I mean, and you, I think he would have liked to have seen more from Trubisky, but they couldn't stay on the field. He gave him three drives. If they have three sustained drives, yeah, then you know it's a little bit different. And and twenty-two first-half snaps. I can't stress that enough. <laughs> you know, yeah. the, de- <laughs> the defense that one the field goal drive was a fifteen-play, eighty-two-yard drive for the uh, Jaguars. Yeah, I All mean, right. it took up most of the second quarter. So I, I going back to my my tweets and whatnot, but I tweeted this out at halftime when I was actually a couple rooms away here watching it in studio. And I think this was really telling for how the game, you know, was going because, you know, it was uh, – here, here we go. First half, the Jags had the ball for 19 minutes and five seconds out of a possible 30. And they ran 39 plays. The Steelers ran 22. However, yards per play, the Jags were pumping out – 4.8. That's okay. You'll take that. You'll take that. Yeah. Steelers were at 6.2. Right. They were that's still a, making plays. That's a Kevin they Colbert stat. That's the most, uh, it's the best stat in the league. Yes, yeah. Colbert always said, hey, the team that wins yards per play usually wins a game unless there's a bunch of turnovers. Unless there's a bunch of turnovers, yeah. right. So, contrary to you're popular You're plus 1.4. You're doing pretty well. On a first snap basis, you're, yeah. you were playing better than them. But I do agree with Tomlin that Jacksonville's – Defensive line controlled the game, yeah. and, and the Steelers never had control of the game. But when it mattered, they were outproducing them per play massively. Yeah, the the, stat, the one stat that stood out to me like a ton was the Jaguars were, were 10 of 20 on third downs. They had 20, 20. Third, 20 third downs in that play. That's that's obscene. Obscene, right. You never see that in a game. Never see that in a game. And that's a big thing I've learned in like the last year or so, and I really stressed it when I was analyzing games last year. Is I care more about the denominator than the than the yeah. numerator. If you're getting a third down twenty times, defense is doing good stuff. Yeah, you know, get teams into third down. If you get if the Steelers can get the Bengals in twenty third down situations next uh, in a couple weeks, they'll win that game. Yeah, as long as I can because the Anna- what's up? I'm John Wall and I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. Like that. See that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from 
crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. I mean, the NFL Turnover as a whole typically gets 38, 39, 40% of their third downs right. conversions. Right. And that's when the blitz packages come out. That's when your quarterback gets hit. You know, the, the big theory now is it, we get first downs and two downs. Yeah. It's really the way to judge, to look well, at it. Well, it keeps those premium pass rushers from, from pinning right. their ears back. Right, right. I mean, if I can keep you in kind of manageable, not only down and if distance. If it's second and four and then it's first and ten, it's second and f- Five that's what favors the offense, yeah. right? I mean, yeah. If you can get a first down on second and two, you take, you know, you take it. So, getting teams into third downs and twenty of them's a ton is a promising sign. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, mentioned the uh, Raiders uh, trading Nick Mullins to the Vikings. Mm-hmm. That wasn't the only trade today. By the way, Kellen Mond looks awful. That's just a terrible. Big, yeah, yeah that just is a big. He's not good trade for the Vikings. The Bills traded Cody Ford to the Cardinals. Did they really? Yeah. For a fifth round draft pick, would you have huh. been interested in that if you were the Steel? He's a right tackle. That's the that's the one problem with that. He can play guard. He's kind of neither. Yeah, I mean, he was a second round pick that was a really good college player. He's kind of he's a six four, wide bodied, square SpongeBob type body, you know, square guy that doesn't play power. SpongeBob square guy, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but he doesn't move people as a guard. And he isn't quite long or fleet and foot enough as a tackle. So, sure, you'd love to throw him in the mix, but he was a better prospect than player for yeah. the Bills. I mean, yeah, they've I been agree. kind of trying to replace him for a while now. I don't know if you heard this, but I guess Isaiah wins on the trade block. He's kind of similar, except he's better. Yeah. He was a first round pick, not a second. He's too short for tackle, but he has good enough feet and athleticism to get away with it. He's not a mauler at guard. And he's had injury problems. Yeah. But he's got traits. I mean, it probably cost more than a fifth-round pick. Probably so, and he's yeah. also cost you more against the cap. True. Because he, w- he would be going into, is this his fourth year? Sounds right. Yeah, it sounds about right. First-round pick, if, too. If this, isn't his, if this isn't his fourth year, his fourth year will be after this year, and you got to pick up his... And I don't know if he's warranted picking up it yeah. yet or not. Again, There's a reason why the, the Patriots are looking to deal him, because right. he just hasn't been great. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you would trade for win, I think he's your left tackle, and you put more in as your swing guy or see if he can play guard. But I don't know if rocking the boat that much is the right I don't the know right if they're interested in that. I know people right. are saying, well, the Steelers have $10 million in cap space, which in, in That's fine. which sounds like a lot. But, you don't, A, you don't have to spend it. Right. You can roll it into next year. B, if you spend it now – you can't spend it in a week when they're when their guys when someone cuts Joe Hayden right. So, they're <laughs> right, going right, to be right, good right, right. players cut next week. Yep, uh, there'll it, be some linebacker yeah. on a bad team that's a seventh year guy that they're going to go give them. They're going to give, give the, it to the, 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 let the young guy play. Pick. Yeah, right. They're going to cut him and get him out of the way, and you could grab him. You know, yeah. I mean, it's and better maybe on the cost block. you three million dollars, and boom, there's your you know right, and it's an upgrade. So saving the money makes sense. Yeah. I didn't think Bush played that badly on I didn't either. I mean, I know he's in the doghouse. And yeah. I know he hasn't lived up to expectations. But I'd like to see more splash. But I thought this was a step in the right direction. I thought so. I mean, he had three tackles in the first quarter. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, he was, being, he was active out there. Um, you know, I, I think, you know, when he's next to Jack, 
Yeah. It's far different than when he's next to Spillane, which yes. is what they did in the second quarter. And that's, yeah. Unfortunately, he might be Robin. That's yeah. okay. But he's. And it's better Everybody than here being. is going to always look at him, though. Well, he was the 10th pick in the draft. He can't be Robin. It's a sunken cost at this point. Yeah. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. If he can play for you, he can play for you. And mm-hmm. I. Again, I thought he made plays. He's never going to be, well, well, you know, his tackles were four yards downfield. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's making the tackle. You know, that four-yard gain isn't a seven-yard gain. Mm -hmm. You know, if you get four on first down, second and six is still a a win for the defense. Yeah, you'll take that. And all that's fine. And if that's what he ends up being, you know, it wasn't a great draft pick. That doesn't matter at this point. Um, I would like to see more splash, though. You absolutely. Know, yeah. I absolutely. Mean, char a fumble out there. Make a big play that most linebackers don't get to, you know, and we'll see. And but, I, I thought he was finding coverage on on, the, on Saturday. So, mm-hmm. um, contrary to popular belief, if he's your 11th guy, anytime you're out there, you're fine. Yeah. yeah I mean, yeah. I mean, if he's your eighth guy, you're not fine. Not, yeah. You that's not I mean? as good. Yeah. You're right. Like I always thought Edmonds was kind of that guy. If he was your 10th or 11th guy in a really good defense, you're fine. Now I look at Edmonds and think, he might be their seventh best guy on defense. Like he's gotten better. He's gotten better. Yeah. And uh yeah. Um gonna be interesting to see how they continue to uh use that defense defense and deploy it. I would ex- I would expect a lot You're of dime. See a lot of three safety. I, I would expect a lot of dime I agree. against the Bengals in week one. No doubt in my mind. Yeah. You know, with three corners, three safeties. They I want to run think, Joe Mixon 25 times in that game. That's a win for the Steelers. You'll take that. Right, right, right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think you'll take that all day long. Um, I also think more and more you might see big nickel. You know, yeah. two two corners, even again, not, not the Bengals are a bad example, but against a team that's coming out in their base or, you know, a, a 12 with an athletic tight end, you could be fine out there with three safeties instead of Bush. Yeah. You know, with your, your front five, Jack. Three safeties, two corners. That's not a bad personal. Yeah, either. Edmonds gets guys on the ground, and so does KZ. I mean, yeah, they're both and you'd be fast. They're both strong tacklers. Yep, and I think Minka might be around the line of scrimmage a little more here and there, and you know, you uh, could mix things up a little bit more. It's a lot easier to make up for Bush being average, which I think he's average. You know, he doesn't yeah. stink, probably, you know, than it is for if Dan Moore's a disaster or the whole line right. can't block anybody. Right. You know, right. That's you know I, I I just wrote that in my ten thoughts after the game that you know Bush Bush wasn't bad in this game immediately I said and I wrote oh, I bet. anybody who can't admit that he wasn't bad in this game is never going to admit never going to give him credit for anything <laughs> yeah and immediately uh, I'm sure you got it right away first uh, you know the first one of the first comments and then then you know the piling on like sometimes you just have to look at things a little bit objectively yeah just a little bit yeah and that's what coaches are better at of course and Spillane made a lot of plays in this game too. He's not close to Bush. No. I mean, they they just aren't. When he's on the field, he's going to be thrown at constantly. Although I do think Johnson is intriguing. He's probably a year away, but that's the guy you see splash from. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. You don't see it from Buddy. No, no. You you meant Robinson. What did I say? You said Johnson. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Robinson's the one that it's definitely splashing. He just needs some more seasoning, but yeah, he comes, he he brings the wood. Mm -hmm. Um but Buddy doesn't show up to me. See it, you know, see it and hit it, and, and that's you know that's going to happen. And I think that that linebacker position in today's somebody asked me is it hard to find those guys? And sometimes you know what it kind of is because mm-hmm. everybody in in college football is now playing. All they're doing is balking up their safeties and putting them at linebacker. Right, right. right. So there's a lot of 215, 220 pound inside linebackers running around college football there's right also now. Also, a lot more space. 
You know, yeah. you have to guard that whole wide side of the field with the hash yeah. marks being different and let JOK just run all over the place. You know, like that's easier to get away with. Even the Isaiah Simmons of the world, they have a tough time transitioning to the league. They really do because yeah. the, the everybody that they're playing, like you're playing, you're playing against a college offense and they, they're spreading the field out. There's maybe one superior athlete out there for most teams. Right, 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 right. You know, you don't have, you know, unless you're playing Alabama, they don't have, they don't sure. have four NFL guys out there. Every NFL team has. There's a ton. Yeah. Right. I mean, right. They, they all have playmakers out there, and you've got to cover all those playmakers in space. Mm-hmm. And, oh, by the way, the, the backs, you know. The game planning is also better. Yeah. I mean, a rookie that comes in the league is going to be attacked time and time again, whether you're Devin White, Devin Bush, Simmons, whomever. Same thing happened to Roquan. I know the whole world wants to steal straight for Roquan. That ain't happening. You know, like. You get attacked there over and over yeah. and game planned. You know, you're, you're the, like a, the tough thing to find is those 230, 235, 240 pound guys mm-hmm. who could cover in space. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those, those are the are tough the guys. Those ones. are the those are the unicorns now. Yeah, they are, and, and you can see why. I mean, that's that's a hard thing to find. It absolutely is, and that that position does take some time because of everything that's thrown at them. Kind of oh, like yeah. the tight ends. They, right, it right, takes right. some time because you know you're you're playing the run, you're playing the pass. Zone, um, man, yeah. blitz, you know, right. Again, they're going to cross, they're going to run crossers in front of you all day long and then mm-hmm. throw one over your head. All the play action and misdirection, you know. So, yeah, it's a tough position to acclimate for sure. And rarely in this league now do you get the advantage of, well, we're going to put Sam Adams and Saragusa in front of me <laughs> and I'm just going to run free like Ray Lewis. Well, again, you you know, know, right. in Alabama or Georgia, I've got you know, Kobe Dean never got touched. Right. <laughs> he I don't know if he's any good right, or not. Right, right, right. He you made know? the plays, but uh, will he for Philly? You know, I don't know. And, yeah. and to, to a certain degree, I'm sure Devin Bush was that way at, at, at Michigan. Absolutely. You know, he's got these big, you know, high-profile, big-name big guys in front of him on the defensive line. I always said a pit, the hardest the thing to find was D-tackles because yeah. they all go to Georgia and Michigan and Ohio State and Bama. You know what I mean? So what an advantage it is to be Dean or Bush or whomever. And you can play like a 4-4 guy. Yeah, you, know? you just go attack the football. Yeah, and right. It, and right now, to me, and that's, those tackles are dead in the yeah. NFL. Like, no one's eating space for you. Like, no. so they're not helping you at all. Yeah, that to me right now is what I'm seeing from uh, Mark Robinson. Is that he's got some Kendrell Bell like traits to him. Just see the ball, go get the ball. Go get him and just be aggressive. And I bet that's all they want. But then he's, but then he's going to make mistakes in coverage that you can't. Oh. You can't you can't put him on the field right now. I mean, people have even told me like, boy, Robinson shows up, maybe he's a starter. I'm like. They would manipulate him to oh, no end. Maybe yeah. the Bengals wouldn't, but the second team would. Yeah. Once you see <laughs> yeah, it, oh, right. look at this guy. He just he just runs downhill as soon as the ball he's snaps. Just He'll be running the wrong direction, <laughs> and they'll be going the opposite way. You know, like it's not time yet. But no. he's promising. I mean, he no, shows up. He, at least he, needs, he shows up. Needs to be coached up a little bit before sure. he. Uh, he's a running before. back like two years ago. Yeah, I mean. You know, so maybe maybe that helps him diagnose things a little bit. Quicker. Oh, I think he understands run plays. Yeah. and you know, gets in him running back's head, but yeah. But the pass stuff is going to, you know, and this is a pass. And no matter what you think, every, most teams are still going to throw the ball sixty percent of the time. Kyle Shanahan wants to play against him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Get him going. Maybe one not way, next year. Run but, the ball you know. the next. Yeah. No, but I think there is something promising there, and as a sixth round draft pick, um, you he's know, an explosive athlete. Yeah, and he is that two hundred thirty, two hundred thirty. Yeah, pound you see the guy you just mentioned that can take on a block here and there, and you know has some physicality. That's why it. you take a guy like that, a guy mm-hmm. who has those traits. That's why you take a guy like Isaiah Loudermilk because of the traits. Yeah, right, right, right. You know, in those fifth and sixth rounds, because you know, or fifth round on, that's what you're looking for: traits. Mm-hmm. You're not going to find a, a completed project or a complete finished uh, 
product right. in the fifth, sixth, or seventh round. Like going forward, and I'm not just singling out these two. Every GM should take Robinson over Matikavich. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. Just because Tyler could come in and play for you right now, great. And then you're always but you know what the ceiling him. is. You're yeah. always going to try to replace him. Yeah. You know where this guy could be the answer. Yeah, uh, and that's you know that's what you hope at least, and and uh, they'll they'll get through this year with Devin Bush and see where it goes, and mm-hmm. you know if they have to cover up for it, that's fine. If they don't, co- you know if he's he's fine, um, you know that, that's good too. That's yeah. I mean, I think we'd all take fine at this point, and then he probably goes on his way. But there's a chance it's better than that. Yeah, and I this mean, was a better game than he's been, than, than last year. And he's getting killed for what he said last week, and we talked about it last week. He said, "Look, I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna be somewhere in the league next year." And the, the question was, "Are you worried about this? You know, your long term future with the Steelers?" Well, no, I'm gonna be in the league somewhere next year. He's he knows right, that. He's right. He's 100 percent right, yeah. right. He was the tenth pick in the draft, which is where he was supposed to go. Mm-hmm. He will get a to, shot somewhere next year. And contrary to popular belief, not all his tape is junk as a Pittsburgh right. Steeler. Yeah, I mean, everyone loved him after his first year, if you recall. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. So we'll see where this continues to go and how this continues to morph. It's interesting. Um, to me, the biggest need right now, and again, I thought Avery had a fine game. Um, I just don't want him to play every snap. I don't want him. Yeah, I, I would rather you know I'll be I would be watching the waiver wire right now for another guy like do. him. I think they have three outside linebackers that are NFL players. Yeah, and you would love to have five. You'd settle for four, and right, three is not going to cut but it. But the four, but those those backup guys have to play special teams. Yeah, although Avery does. Avery does. If you had an Ingram clone. You could get away with you it. Could I think get, you'd have you could, you could you would have enough guys that you could get away with it. Mm-hmm. But I don't ideally, think you're shorten Danny that yeah, bad. Ideally, you'd like that backup guy to play to play teams. You would, but if he was just an NFL edge setter that could end up getting you five or six sacks, I wouldn't turn my nose up on him. Yeah, because I mean, all their backs can play special teams. I mean, like, I think they could put eleven decent special teamers out there. Yeah, they should. Better but then than once most you years. once you start having injuries, that's where the problems no start, doubt, to have, no doubt. start to come. But I'd much rather that guy than a Tusca type that really is just a special teamer that I can't put really on the defense. Yeah. You know? I agree with you 100%. He is Matt Williamson. I am Dale Lally. You're listening to The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. And, Matt, it is fantasy football season. Oh, wow. And we haven't done many – we haven't done a whole lot of fantasy football focus here uh, with all those training camp shows. stretch here in a hurry. But we should start doing them this week. So we will do that when we come back. He is Matt Williamson. I am Dale Lally. You're listening to The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.